Anin Wabiglanin. That means hello flowers in Ojibwe Moen, the Ojibwe language. And it's also the name of this podcast, all about learning plants and language and land. I'm your host, Marissa Lee. Thanks for being here. Today, I want to talk about Gozikwakumen. Gozikwakumenigawansh. That's, um, in English, it's called Saskatoon or Serviceberry or Juneberry. And it's just the end of May. So there's no fruit yet. But what I'm really enjoying about those is the flowers. We're having a slow spring and trees are just barely leafing out. And against a lot of bare branches and little spring green leaves and even some copper and bronzy little baby maple leaves are these huge clouds of dainty white flowers all along the roads, country roads and highways. And they're just everywhere. They grow in wet places, they grow in dry places. They're awesome. And those flowers are later going to become Gozikwakumenuk. Um, so Gozikwakumen translates approximately to heavy branch berry or heavy branch fruit. Gozik is the um, part that means heavy and ak, wak, whatever that part means, branch, stick, wood, and that min ending you'll hear in the names of a lot of fruits, berries, seeds, wild rice. And then to say the bush or shrub or little tree or whatever, I think that I think of them as shrubs, like a little multi-trunk. Uh, that's Gozukwakumen agawanj. That means like the bush that those fruits grow on. So when I think about this plant, I think about a certain place that I know it best from. And that was back in Duluth before I moved here. There was this, um, the spot, I mean, there still is. <laughs> it's called Hawk Ridge. And it's right along a road called Skyline Parkway. And that road was built on a natural ridge, I guess, that was formed by the shoreline of Glacial Lake Duluth. So that's an ancient lake that formed as glaciers were receding about 10,000 years ago. Don't hold me to that, but that's about when that lake was here, I think. Actually, now where I live, outside of Bayfield, Wisconsin, on the Bayfield Peninsula on the south shore of Lake Superior. Um, I also live on the shoreline of Glacial Lake Duluth. So that makes me feel really at home here. So Hawk Ridge is, um, as suggested by the name, a bird watching spot. It's, it's a spot that migratory birds pass over in the spring and fall. And I first went there, I think, on a field trip with my kids when they were in second grade. Um, one and then the other. They were only a year apart in school. Um, but I didn't really explore that time. It was a year or two later that I was up there with one of my language teachers. It was early in the spring. There were no leaves out yet. And we went up this trail to this rocky sort of overlook. And um, I remember he pointed out, well, he said, do you see that knick over there? Um, so that was red willow. It was just, you know, the red stems. It was easy to spot and recognize that. So I could at least find that one. But everything else was still kind of a mystery to me. I didn't really 
know much about wild plants at the time. It was kind of the beginning of that learning for me. We just walked around, looked around, talked about plants and everything else we saw up there. And it looked out over the lake and the neighborhood I lived in at the time. So later that same summer, this was in 2015. It was the summer in between the first year that I took language classes and the second year when I was working on campus um, where these classes were being taught. And both my teachers let me just sit in on class for free. I wasn't signed up for the classes or anything. So they really gifted me the language or the little bit that I've learned so far. So anyway, later that summer, I went back up there to that same trail with my other language teacher. That's Miss um, Goenung. And we picked June berries. We had um, like a gallon ice cream bucket, which is the best foraging tool because <laughs> it's free and it has a lid and it has a handle and it doesn't weigh very much and it has structure so your fruit doesn't crush. Um, even if you don't eat that kind of ice cream, whoop, there's a wasp buzzing around me. Even if you don't eat that kind of ice cream, somebody does and you can get those buckets for free. So the best way to pick June berries with those buckets, I think is I usually hang the bucket from the handle over my left elbow and then I pull the branches down the branches are really thin and flexible so you can bend them over gently and pull them down towards you so I'd hold the branch with my left hand and the buckets hanging from my left elbow and then use my right hand to pull the berries off or the fruit I don't think they're berries pull the fruit off into the bucket and you can fill a bucket pretty fast that way or at least half fill it and that's enough to make a couple pies if you also got some thimble berries and raspberries and things so that was kind of my introduction to that spot and to the plant, um, being up there with my language teachers, Mikulgabaoban and Skonang, and um, harvesting that fruit. And I kind of wish that more language learning could happen in that sort of context where we're outside on the land doing traditional activities and talking about that and really living the language. I think that's the best way to learn, at least for me, it's more effective than sitting classroom and memorizing from lists and flashcards and things. That stuff works for me too. I like writing things down and seeing things in writing, um, but it's different to actually be doing things. And I think the Words are easier to remember when they mean more. So just learning Gozukwakumen means Juneberry or Saskatoon or Serviceberry, whatever you want to call it, is different from picking that fruit, eating it, seeing it, feeling the sun, feeling the breeze, and being with somebody that you're learning from or teaching. Later, a couple years later, maybe even three years later, oh, someone's jogging by and my dog's going to maybe start barking. Oh, he's being a good boy. He's staying so calm. That's a good dog. Oh, him good boy. A few years later in 2018, 
I was no longer working on campus. I was working for a domestic violence shelter operated by ACO, American Indian Community Housing Organization. And ACO has lots of housing, including like 30 some apartments in an old YWCA building in downtown Duluth. And my friend and coworker at the time, Katie, was responsible for children's programming there. And so we partnered up to take the youth, that we call them Gamaji youth, that was a nickname for that housing, Gamaji Manoba Madisyang. Um, we took them up to Hawk Ridge and we took them out on a trail to Rocky Overlook where you could see the lake and pick lots of June berries. Well, she's jogging by the other direction now. We took the kids up on Hawk Ridge picking June berries and it was really special to me to be able to do that, um, to share and pass on the knowledge that had been shared with me and to see their enthusiasm in some cases. Some of them were totally ambivalent or bored or whatever, um, or just being kids. But some of them were really into it and they were looking forward to making some food with Miss Katie later on or bringing some berries home to their parents or their siblings. And some of those kids were probably 12, 13, 14, so they're practically grown up now. And even if only one of them ever goes back to that spot, that would be so cool if they then pass that on to somebody else. You know, to bring them up there and show them that spot and pick the fruit. And I'm really honored to be part of that transmission of knowledge. I received it and I passed it on. And wherever it goes from there, I don't know. But I hope it keeps going. So when I think about Kozukwakumen and Kozukwakumenagawanj and see all those beautiful flowers this time of year, I feel really happy and also really thankful for the plant and that place and people who shared it with me in the past and hopefully in the future. Thanks for listening.